0: Here we are. I'm back in the closet. Thank God. I feel most comfortable in here. It sounds so much better, too, doesn't it? It sounds so much better in the (gasps) closet.
1: I hear birds. Yeah, well, the birds are just waking up around here. Oh, listen to that.
0: Are the monkeys going to start howling soon?
1: Probably. Listen, if my day doesn't start with a dead baby possum on the stairs... In the living room. (laughs) No, it was on the (laughs) stairs. So, listener, yesterday... Well, I woke up, and I was going downstairs, actually, to cook something. Um, it was, like, 6 in the morning, and so I start walking down the stairs, and it's still kind of dark, because it was 6 a.m., and I see, like, I almost step down on one stair, and I see this thing, and I was like, what weird-ass dog toy did one of the dogs <laughs> drag back into the house from outside, and on, and then I look more closely and like sort of shine the light of my cell phone on it. It's nature's it's, dog toy. It's a dead or what I think is dead baby possum, just lying on the stairs.
0: Bo- I would have, as my son says, it would have freaked every single one of my shits out.
1: Yeah. Well, it did. So I screamed like blood curdling. Somebody is murdering me! Scream. Yeah. And my poor husband, who has who has learned my screams <laughs> over the years, you just I heard him shout, "It's okay" from the bedroom <gasps> because like because he for sure thought I was screaming about a spider at five in the morning. I'll just like from the bathroom scream because right. there's a spider in the bathtub or something, and my poor husband has to. I'm very afraid of spiders, and he has to. To get up out of bed even though he doesn't wake up early um, <laughs> and get rid of the spider for me and I was like in my head like at least a little bit validated that for once it was a real oh. thing to scream about like I'm not waking him up just for a spider so he like God. you know I freaked and like went downstairs and like couldn't even look at it and texted you immediately <laughs> oh no as you
0: should have you needed to phone a friend when well I was gonna say also when we were living in LA there was a giant possum that came in. So I heard a rustling. And I thought it was the dogs. Of course, we have three giant dogs. Yeah. And I go into the kitchen. And in the dog food container, we have a because our dogs are huge. We have a lot of dog food for them. And it's almost in like a trash can kind of thing. Out of this like closed lid, I see a giant fucking rat tail and it's not a rat it's one of those huge pink it's a possum tail oh my god i screamed of
1: course you did
0: my dumbass dogs didn't want to have anything to do with it they were like (laughs) nope we're not going in there that's a hard pass from us i went upstairs i corralled the children and locked us all in one room and i was like we are not going in there we're gonna let daddy fix it
1: fuck that. I swear to God, this is like 98% of the reason to get married. This is like the least feminist thing I've ever said in my life. But thank fucking God I was married when this happened to me. Because first of all, I have to tell you something. I'm not entirely sure this possum was actually dead.
0: Well, that was my question.
1: That's their one claim to fame. This is what they do, right? So like, the dogs, the dogs, by the way, were upstairs and asleep. Like, Pretending like nothing had happened. So, like, what if this possum just came into our house? Ha- like, but the fact that no. it was a baby possum, like, Mm-mm. the baby possum. That shit have was
0: brought in. in. That shit don't, was Don't in. even. You know, someone had an open door policy or someone had an open yeah. mouth policy and dragged that shit in for you to see and as a little tribute. She just,
1: like, left it laying on the stairs. Like, oh, God, it was awful. When I first shined a light on this dead possum, those eyes were closed. And when Greg got it out, the, the eyes were open. <gasps> so, like, in my head, I have to think that it was really dead. Greg was like, no, it was cold. It was, like, it was... What lifeless. do you mean it was it cold? Was, it was, did, did he, he hold
0: it like, in his hands? Yeah, well, come on. he it,
1: No, because he picked it up with a plastic bag. And and it was, like, cold and stiff and dead. And I'm like, but that what they, that's what they do. That's their whole shtick. That's their whole shtick. That's their one thing. Of so, course it seemed know. like it was dead. Listen, either there was a dead baby possum on the stairs, or there was a live baby possum playing dead on the stairs that we then accidentally buried alive wait did he bury it no he put it in a plastic bag and put the plastic
0: bag in the trash can all right so it could ostensibly like wiggle its way out if it I had mean, the fortitude theoretically had already been through a herring situation coming into the house being dragged in by a dog yeah being wow. screamed at <laughs> my I so i have
1: three dogs and of them i'm pretty sure it can only be one of them
0: so one of them is a thousand years old and she would not she would never
1: she used to be a bird murderer in her youth but those days are behind her right um like now now all she she wants to do is
0: sit on the veranda she's your golden girl she
1: just exactly she just wants to eat cheesecake she can barely make it like a walk down the block so like there's no way it was sweet lola Sweet Lola. So, and then Milo, who's usually my first go-to when something has gone wrong. Like, he Mm -hmm. has always traditionally been the troublemaker. He's never wanted to catch anything in his life. He wants to bark at things, but he doesn't want to catch anything. And so, and he also looked completely and totally terrified of... He was he's sitting guilty. up at the he's top got... of the stairs, growling at it. Like, he wanted nothing to do with the possum. Oh, he, he was, was afraid of it. it. He was Interesting. scared of it. Meanwhile, like, I'm freaking out in the kitchen, and Jet walks in from outside. He's, he's, <laughs> her, he's our <laughs> he little terrier. He looks at you. He's like, sup? <laughs> Here's our little terrier. He takes a look at me. He's like, where's my possum, Mom? Like... Oh, no. So I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that it's him. And he was entirely remorseless, like a little adorable little sociopath. Like, no Aww. no remorse at all. And you have a furry Jeffrey Dahmer in your, your midst. Furry, you know, this is the first sign is when they start killing animals. So, like, we're just going to have to watch so ourselves about him. Um, anyway, we've been talking about this possum for nine minutes, so I should move on. But like, ugh, I, just to, <laughs> I just had to talk about it. It was awful. So that was my no, six a.m. tomorrow. Yesterday, sometimes we need a true confessions. Come on. Yeah. So like, look. Now that my today's six a.m. is starting with Jello, like it's honestly there are some true nightmares in here, but none of them can compare. So,
0: <laughs> unless you have a Jello salad made with possum, which is possible in some which, areas listen, of the United States, there's. there's a lot is, of
1: there's a lot mm-hmm. of tuna in here, so it's really just a <laughs> hop, skip, and a jump away. Like you're not far. Uh. <gasps> oh yeah! Hi guys, welcome to gag reflex. Gag reflex, what's that smell? Ugh. Gag reflex, did you from hell? Gag reflex, what's that smell? Gag reflex, did you from hell? Is
0: this our season closer?
1: This is, this is season, the season one finale. So I have these two Jell-O cookbooks, one from 1937, called Jack and Mary's Jell-O Recipe Book, which is Jack Benny and Mary Livingston's book. <gasps> because I guess they had a show every Sunday night on NBC Red Network with Don Wilson and the Jell-O Orchestra. So this is like their, this is like the sponsor cookbook from their show.
0: Well, and you know that, wow, the sponsored cookbook. Yeah. From
1: 1937.
0: When I was doing my research, Jell-O was one of the first products that really utilized marketing as a tool.
1: Yeah. And
0: they were one of the first people who had a jingle. And you know my love of jingles.
1: I know. I know. Did they already start with J-E-L-O? They did. This is directly
0: related to, and this is fascinating to me. The jingle was written by Don Bester, who was the band leader for Jack Benny. So it debuted on the Jack Benny show.
1: So I have that cookbook from 1937. Then I have another cookbook, which is probably the cookbook that, like, everybody really usually sees from Jell-O. It's called Joys of Jell-O, and it was from 1962. Whoa. And not much improves between those two. So I thought it'd be interesting to review both of them. And then I just need to say a quick shout out, and I'm not going to talk about it really, but now I have a third cookbook that I've never had before. And this Whoa. is called You Have and- a Jello Hat Trick. I have a Jello hat trick, and this is because my dear friend Emily Simon, along with another friend Suzanne Smith, went out to the library book sale here in Eagle Rock yesterday, and they hunted down cookbooks for us. Oh my God! So they thank thought- you, ladies. You're thank amazing.
0: You ladies. And then you're Emily- amazing, anyway. But I we know. appreciate that you're here for us.
1: And then Emily Simon dro- That's, dropped. That's those are true by- gaggles, by those the those way. Those are true gaggles, and th- those amazing ladies dropped by the cookbooks last night. So I'm now looking at this morning. I started looking for the first time at more joys of Jello from 1993. What? Yeah. Yeah, so this is, this was like, this is recent. Oh, well, this is, I'm interested in hearing what they have
0: to say, because I know in my research, after the 80s, Jell-O took a giant nosedive, with the exception of one community, which we will discuss.
1: All right, well, so let's get into it. We have a lot, listen, you guys, this might be a longer episode, because there's just like a lot to talk about when
0: it comes to Jell-O. There is a tremendous amount. Jell-O, in a
1: way... (laughs) was the
0: beginning of this whole movement dan leelich he started with jello did he not
1: yeah except it really wasn't dan his name wasn't dan i called him dan what was it i think it's steve shit i don't remember hold on (laughs) how can i forget again
0: i don't know but no, i've become part of this james (laughs) Lelick?
1: james lelex l-i-l-e-k-s but his name is james lelex we're
0: we're garbage people is what we are (laughs) we're We're total garbage people anyway thank you james for everything you've done it all started with james lelex uh catalog history of regrettable foods and i feel like jello is sort of the pinnacle of this season it's appropriate that it's the last one that we're doing yeah because in so many ways it embodied american culture you guys are going to see that it really mimicked everything that was going on from the 1500s in europe through to uh, the 1980s It basically, it was the physical representation of everything that was going on in history and sociology. So it was fascinating.
1: It totally was. And I got to tell you, when I, when we first wanted to start this podcast, I for a minute thought that we needed to start with Jell-O because it's so like monumentally important in this kind of convenience foods and feminism. And like, there's so many themes that track through jello believe it or absolutely not, that i really thought that we needed to start there and then we were like you know what we can't hit people with this right away we gotta we gotta get ready for this we have to lower
0: their expectations and then bring them up <laughs> <laughs> uh so i basically titled this history section jello the most labor intensive easy dessert
1: oh that is so true
0: and i want to start with some exciting jello trivia which i think we can all get behind all right number one in the 1939 movie, The Wizard of Oz, classic, American classic, mm-hmm. do you remember the horse that changed colors yeah. as soon as she came into the world to Oz and the horse changed colors? Yeah. Well, that was actually six horses sponged down with different colors of jello. Are you serious? I am dead possum serious. Oh my God, please don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> sorry, too soon. Yeah, I'm totally serious. That's crazy. Here's another one. In the early 1900s, Jell-O decided to offer Ellis Island immigrants a ring of Jell-O as a welcome to America gift. What That's more weird. appropriate gift could there be? It's weird. That's weird. <laughs> it's like, hello, come and assimilate with this Jell-O mold. You're gonna need this.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was protein.
0: I, that is a weird form of protein. I mean, I guess it is. But You're it right is. when you think about it. How much protein is in a pack of Jello? We can look later. The first four Jello flavors get on board with this. All right. Were orange, right. lemon, sure. strawberry, okay, and grass. What do you mean grass? Correct.
1: Wait, what? What's grass flavor? That's like the birdie bots every flavor beans that you want to avoid.
0: That you, well, no, you want to avoid the nose picking one. The grass one isn't so bad.
1: Do they mean marijuana? That's not no, so they bad. don't. Mean-
0: <laughs> no, this was in nineteen eighteen, not nineteen sixty
1: seven.
0: Grass flavor? Who was eating grass? Listen. Well, listen, obviously, over the years, that flavor disappeared from the American palate. But I'm telling you that those were the first four tentpoles. Orange, lemon, strawberry, and grass. That's
1: insane.
0: Gelatin is used by synchronized swimmers to hold their hair in place during their routines because it doesn't dissolve in cold water of the pool. They refer to it as Noxing. It's like a reference to Nox brand gelatin. And I would be fascinated to hear if this is true. Because you know oh you always see shit on the internet you don't know
1: listen if, if anyone honey, is a, can you just write to us gag reflex pod at gmail.com we want to know you, if are you're
0: you a part of a gaggle swimmer? and you were also if you belong to that Venn diagram who is <laughs> that one a person. synchronized swimmer as well as an avid gag reflex listener, please write to us and let us know if this is true. Finally, and here's where we get to the group of people that still clamors for gelatin everywhere. Jell-O is especially popular among members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. Sales figures released by Kraft Foods, which now currently owns Jell-O, revealed that Salt Lake City, Utah has the highest per capita Jell-O consumption. Wow. The Mormon Corridor region in Utah is also nicknamed the Jell-O Belt.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Listen, so those are my fun facts. Yeah, you got
1: a lot of kids to feed. Jello is it? It Jell-O makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense, and I gotta tell you, like as a dessert, you know, when it's just like straight up jello,
0: it's very I- refreshing. I can get
1: behind a thing of jello. I also, when I was a kid, I thought I was so fucking clever. I <laughs> figured out that you could mix a little bit of jello or a little bit of unflavored gelatin into whatever like fruit juice you were freezing for popsicles. <gasps> And then it wouldn't drip all over you and it melted.
0: Oh, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. I feel like you were a young food scientist.
1: I was a young, messy eater. Yeah. Looking looking for solutions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but you were also a child genius.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. Let's go with that.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go with that and let's go into the big history. Do it. Okay, so before I go down the dark dark road and the dark dark history of jello i Mm want to give a huge shout out to sarah gray um, and serious eats i used a lot of her article uh, as the backbone, and in some places, just use the, some of the text whole cloth. So, I want to thank you so much, Sarah Gray, for a social history of jello salad, the rise and fall of an American icon um, in the serious eats.com. She is a lifesaver and really helped me to kind of narrow my focus and pare this down so that we could make an awesome podcast for y'all. Awesome. Gelatin dishes, as we know them, date all the way back to medieval Europe. Wow. From that period up until the mid-19th century, dishes made with gelatin were considered foods of the elite because they were fucking time-consuming.
1: No shit.
0: Yeah, they had to... It was just a whole process of rendering and clarifying collagen from animal bones. Wow. Here's a recipe from 1747. Okay. Take out the great bones of four calves' feet, put the feet into a pot with 10 quarts of water, Three ounces of hartshorn. I don't know what that is. I don't want to Three know. Three ounces of insaglass. A nutmeg quartered, four blades of mace. Then right. boil this till it comes to two quarts, and strain it through a flannel bag. I'm sure that two out of the five of those are probably hallucinogenic, right? Considered hallucinogenic <laughs> or poison? Right now, I don't Something know. I don't know. I, but I have no idea what the fuck a hartshorn or an insaglass is. Um but I look forward to researching it later. Boil this till it comes to two quarts, strain it through a flannel bag, let it stand 24 hours, then scrape all the fat from the top, very clean. Then slice it and put to it the whites of six eggs beaten to froth. Boil it a little, strain it again through a flannel bag, then run the jelly into a little high glass. You may add orange water flou- orange flower water, Or wine and sugar, which sounds delicious, by the way. And lemon, if you please. But this is all fancy. (laughs) That part is putting on air.
1: That part's fancy. But not
0: the five-hour fucking process that it takes to strain fucking calves hooves.
1: Oh, my God. Anyway,
0: few, obviously, few home cooks bothered with such labor-intensive dishes. Uh, Yeah. Gelatin indicated to dinner guests that you had a large kitchen staff well-appointed to spare the hours. later gelatin dishes became a delicacy in new york high society where the the size of one's household staff was a status symbol
1: right that makes sense right and
0: of course (laughs) on the plantations of the south where all the slaves labored in the kitchens in fact our favorite slave owner thomas jefferson at his estate in monticello wine jelly was often served to guests and that is both because he had a tremendous staff with all those slaves, and also because he had traveled to France, where they created the dish, and his tastes were informed by that by his trips
1: to Ugh, France. He was a snobby slave owning dick.
0: He surely was, madam. That's a gr- <laughs> that's a great epitaph. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, in 1845, the already famous inventor of the first American-built steam locomotive, Peter Cooper, devised a way to make gelatin more accessible by making large sheets of it and grinding it into a powder. He was granted a patent for it, and he called it portable gelatin, requiring only the addition of hot water.
1: That's
0: so smart. So smart. He sold that powder to cooks on occasion, but he never commercialized it beyond that because with this rendering and everything, he was actually interested in the production of glue, which is very, oh as I God. understand it to be, is very similar. Uh, and so he was like, this gross. is fine. I can do this, but I'm really here, like, on the way to create mm. some kind of patent for glue. Well, that was short-sighted. So he sold the patent for a song to Pearl and May Wait. <laughs> Not to women, as I Not later a- found out. <laughs> It's funny. But it was the time when men had women's na- you know it was Wait, a strong time. There was a man
1: named Pearl.
0: There was a man named Pearl. Huh. All right. Well, you know it's like Meredith and Tracy. Yeah. I I can All right. I can get behind it. All right. Pearl and May Wait ran a pretty unsuccessful cough syrup and laxative business in the small town of Leroy, New York. Yeah. All right. After years of doing this and barely scraping by, they decided one day to branch out into something that they knew better, which was food, because May cooked all the time and she loved desserts. No, May. May was the woman. May is also a woman. May is a woman. May is the woman. Pearl was the man. Stay in your lane. So May loved to make desserts, and she was like, "Oh, I can make a nice dessert out of gelatin. That sounds cool as fuck." So. At the time, gelatin was just this unflavored thing. But May knew her way around a bottle of cough syrup. Oh, gross. Are you serious? She decided that these two tastes would be, you know, two great tastes that taste great together. No. They added a significant amount of sugary fruit syrups using strawberry, raspberry, lemon. They tried orange. They tried all these different things. So the She's product was now-
1: making it taste like cough syrup.
0: I mean, it tasted sort of like cough syrup now. Cherry, anything to me,
1: tastes Cher- like cough no, syrup. No, I agree with you on cherry.
0: So the product became 88% sugar, but none of that mattered because now gelatin was tasty. Oh, wow. May named it Jell-O. She was the one who named it.
1: Smart move.
0: At that time, it was very popular. It was a popular trend to add O at the end of your product. According to the Dictionary of Trade Names Origins... The practice got started because O is pleasing to the eye. In addition, it allows a business to take a common word and easily modify it to trademark. So, like, they had something like O. Right. Th- these kinds of things, right? Unfortunately, while Pearl and May were very good at making Jello, they were really shitty and lacked the capital and experience to market the product.
1: Oh, bummer.
0: So on September 8th, 1899, the couple sold the formula patent and the name Jell-O to their neighbor, Orator Frank Woodward. His first name was Orator. It was not like, he was Wait, an
1: orator. That wasn't a, oh my God.
0: His name was Orator Frank Woodward. He was this the owner of the Genesee Food Company. Like they that sold guy
1: it named for about Copper. Like
0: Copper Minor Keith. Minor, Minor Copper Keith. Copper Keith. Right, exactly. God,
1: it blows my mind these names. Okay.
0: They sold it for four hundred and fifty dollars, which is about twelve thousand dollars today.
1: No, yeah, still short-sighted.
0: And when Pearl and May sold Jell-O to Orator Frank Woodward, the timing could not have been better for Woodward. Because what was happening in America mm-hmm. was one of the biggest culinary revolutions. Oh. And domestic science, or the idea of home economics, was coming into play. Right, which worked hand in hand with the idea of Jell-O. There were also a lot of other things happening in the United States that really helped along the success of Jell-O, and I'm going to talk about them now. Okay. Number one, the industrialization and scientific advances in the home. So, gas stoves, electric irons, the telephone; those were all created right in the late.
1: 1890s right and then also like an with it like an obsession with efficiency right exactly so with this
0: with this sort of domestic reform came the idea of cleanliness efficiency order exactly what you're talking about and jello was all of those things jello was neat and tidy oh my jello, molds were mess- were jello molds were nest were mess free jello molds were mess free they never as they said they never transgressed the border of the plate thereby adhering to this specific order. Wow. So, you know, people used to make tossed salads, no, which was everywhere. Mess. I mean, it's in the name, tossed.
1: <laughs> now it's was
0: a huge mess. Jesus Christ. Like everyone, it's like every cook prior to the Industrial Revolution was fucking cookie monster and had to just get, and everything just went all over the place. But this salad was in control of itself. Oh, my God. Just like the women of that day. Mm-hmm. Alright, number two, it was economical A housewife could stretch her family's leftovers by encasing them in gelatin And since sugar was already included in the flavor mixes The new packaged gelatins didn't require cooks to Mm -hmm. use up their household stores of sugar
1: Right, that makes sense
0: Number three, when we talk about cleanliness, it was hygienic So, what now? Listen to this, this is fascinating to me The 1906 Pure Food and Drug Act passed after Upton Sinclair's classic muckraking classic the jungle scandalized the nation so and totally revolutionized it regulated product labels and created the bureau that would eventually become the fda companies began marketing their processed and industrialized foods under brand names designed to convince customers of their safety and purity oh wow jello's marketing emphasized it was the brand you could trust one early Mm. ad touts its safety bag packaging And uses the word pure no fewer than three times, even adding it to the company's name. Wow. Number four. Jell-O was the height of femininity. It was marketed as a dainty dessert. Mm. And Jell-O salads were considered dainty and refined, but affordable. It was a way for ordinary women to aspire to a higher social status
1: gross all right so by
0: 1902 jello sales were beginning to soar because i'm of...
1: not surprised at all in
0: 1904 charles knox promoted knox gelatin at where's no. our favorite
1: place nama no, yes the world's fair again
0: even in our season finale we still come back to the world's fair.
1: I feel like we should have done a season just about foods at the world fair.
0: I feel like we just did a season about
1: foods at the world fair. I mean fair. accidentally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, we can yeah, but I mean we can go back and do a season. I fucking love me a world's fair. And are do they still have the world's fair? Can we go think to this? So. No,
1: Fuck. I don't think it exists anymore. <sighs>
0: that's sad. We
1: had world that's wars. That's sad instead. that's
0: a loss. That's a sad loss on our society.
1: We had we have world wars instead. Stay tuned. We they might can't have go hand in those. hand.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe after the destruction, we can rise like the phoenix and start off with a New World's Fair. Fingers new bowled. World Order, New World's Fair. Goals. <laughs> in 1905, here you go, Mrs. John Cook of Newcastle, Pennsylvania, won third prize in a knock-sponsored cooking contest with a concoction she called... Perfection Salad. Perfection Salad. An aspic filled with finely chopped cabbage, celery, and red pepper that graces tables with its jewel-like and impeccable molded precision.
1: Ugh. So gross.
0: Yeah. Disgusting. Anyway, in the early 1930s, lime jello was introduced. And that invigorated the whole jello salad trend that is the beginning of the end it's the beginning of the end with a depression in full bloom jello allowed women to stretch their ingredients as far as possible entire cookbooks were devoted Mm -hmm. specifically to lime jello i know Uh uh-huh and they often instructed cooks to add a tablespoon of vinegar to cut the sweetness when using them in savory vegetable salads yep During World War II, jello salads were a way to prove to you and your friends that you can still do luscious entertaining in spite of shortages and rations. Mm. That is specifically from a recipe entitled Olive Relish, which contained olives pickles, celery, and vinegar and lime jello. Oh. Now, this is getting to something fascinating that we dis- that we discussed, but we touched on lightly, and I'm going to bring it up again. Okay. It was during the war that corporations had begun producing instant and processed food products so they could feed the troops.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Okay, so because of
0: that, and we had talked about like how um, the American palate, like people couldn't taste back then. Right. But it's true, like, with the creation, people must have just lowered their expectations. And oh, by the end of the war, Because American- of rationing? Well, because of rationing, and oh, so right. they had a whole industry devoted to producing these instant and processed and chemical-laden foods. Ew. And because of that, after the war, American palates had just adjusted to these industrial flavors for the entire 20th century.
1: Oh my God. So we really really did wreck everybody's taste buds. It really
0: did wreck everyone's taste buds.
1: And then an entire generation of kids raised on that shit. Industrial foods were were cheaper. That's
0: right. Well, right. Exactly. They never went back. It's oh. like the whole idea of soap, which we can cut this out, but I want to let you know this right. when, because we make soap.
1: no, I've had the, we've had this discussion about the detergent and soap, and like it was correct. Went so it used to be made from
0: lye and oils, and then during the war, <laughs> they had to ration the lye. So they started making soap out of detergent, and they just never went back. Uh. So now everyone is cleaning themselves with essentially laundry detergent. It's terrible for your skin.
1: Gross.
0: <sighs> anyway industrial foods were cheaper, they definitely saved time. So after the war, like we're talking about the late 40s, early 50s, Jell-O switched its marketing tactic towards busy wives, caught up with kids and household chores. There's so, everything about this history of Jell-O I find is really, really interesting because it's so closely tied with the sociology and the history of women in America specifically.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's amazing.
0: So in 19, and you'll have to excuse me. I mean, this is, there are tomes written. There's an entire book called Perfection South. So there are tomes written about the sociology of Jell-O and I am just touching on it. I'm sure I'm leaving a tremendous amount out, but hopefully I can give you guys at least a story arc that you can follow. In 1950, there was a study that measured housewives' feelings about convenience food by asking them to compare a wife who bought a Nescafe instant coffee and one who brewed Maxwell House. Okay. The results were that they rated the woman who resorted to instant products as lazy disorganized and a bad wife
1: are you fucking kidding me
0: yeah so even though there were all these instant products being created which were said to have freed the housewife from being a slave to her stove the popular mindset of these women was that any woman who took shortcuts was a bad wife and mother god damn it so even though, like, these people, you know, housewives were meant to be economical and efficient, and the idea was that feeding her family was a woman's duty, and that meant putting love and care into meals, so you couldn't right. just open a can of bullshit or whatever, because that wasn't considered real cooking. Yeah and that's when women decided to put the labor back into the process. So instead of cooking from no, scratch, No ladies, that's when you revolt. they you instead of cooking all this shit from scratch, they used the prepared foods, but they doctored them up with additional ingredients or dramatic presentations that made it clear that they had spent real quality time and effort on the meal. Ugh, fuck. And it wasn't until the 70s and 80s when women did start getting jobs outside the house that they got over that shit real quick. Yeah. On top of that, dieting became really big. Oh my god! Um, or I guess the dieting fashions or whatever shifted, and in the seventies and eighties, nutrition campaigns emphasized the importance of eliminating sugar. Oh. So out went the Jello salad, and back came the toss salad with your favorite sun-dried tomatoes.
1: Oh my god! Everywhere,
0: everywhere. <laughs> this is the dawning of the age of the sun-dried tomato. <laughs> Jello also in the 80s started marketing sugar free Jello and later, you know, sh- pudding and later sugar free pudding and pudding pops. Oh,
1: of course, of uh, once,
0: yes, very beloved comedian as the spokesperson
1: for pudding pops. Yeah, who's um, no longer beloved. The ripping, yes, and like
0: asshole. Jello and making those fucking fancy perfection salads is something that women these days will not fucking stand for. Yes. Boom. Ha. Mic drop. Fade him out. That Nicely is my history.
1: Done. That was fascinating. I really I want to read that book Perfection Salad and there's a couple yeah, other books too. out there that I think I just I find this history in particular so fascinating how it coincides with feminism and women in the workplace and then like also the stuff about dieting is like we've just replaced one modification for another.
0: Oh, right! Absolutely. Like we
1: have to show your, we have to show that we love you through our actual bodies. Oh, because yeah! Your work isn't enough. So we have these. I have these now three cookbooks, and the first one, Jack and Mary's Jello Recipe Book from Jack Benny and Mary Livingston. The recipes actually don't change that much from the 1937 to the 1962 book but I wanted to talk about a few things in this first book because like first of all for a 1937 book it's like clearly a part of Jello's marketing strategy that it's covered in color like every single page has color photos there's a whole like full color comic strip at the beginning oh wow um yeah so it's it's and is inc- it bright
0: like the colors of Jello? Is that the idea? I, mean, I think what's the that's tie-in? the
1: idea. Yeah, like I mean, this is from 1937, so it's faded a little. But like, you that's know, all right. Don't... I'm faded a little too, <laughs> Me honey. Too. They <laughs> don't, they don't say it, but it's like everything is like pinks and greens and yellows, and like it's yeah. clearly supposed to be this gorgeous thing. Um, it's mimicking the. It's mimicking the food. Yeah, because I have a couple mm-hmm. of other books from the 1930s, and they're all black and white. So, like our prune cookbook from 1934 mm-hmm. was entirely black and white.
0: So that's the same era. Same era,
1: exactly. So you know, but I think Jello had more money than prunes. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with that, even though there's a bunch of prunes in here. Um, so this. I'm going to post photos of this because there's this, like, comic strip at the beginning that's, like, a lot of Mary making puns and then Jack yelling at her for it.
0: Oh! Um, <laughs> well, that was his whole shtick. Yeah, I think that, that was he their He was shick. the straight man who just gets fucking annoyed at everything.
1: Right. Well, there's this one section, there's this one uh, part of the strip that they're, Mary's saying, Oh, Jack, how do you make a Loganberry cooler? Give up? put it in a bowl of ice uh and then jack looks at her and he's got this like really angry face and he's right in her face and his hands are all clenched and it's like actually pretty threatening the way he's standing and he says one more like that mary and papa will take you outside which is just creepy on so many levels well
0: the fact that he calls himself papa let's start with that it's real upsetting fucking fucking pence is
1: it they start. They start this cookbook with the, really just some like basic like here's Jello with bananas in it. Here's Jello with grapes in it. Like no big deal, right? Like this is the stuff where like even Wait, I, you know, it's gateway, the gateway Jello it's the products. Gateway, but, yeah, but like I'd probably eat them, you know? Okay, like, what, you, even the banana Nama? No, even after the, the road we've been down. No, no but that's because I'm off bananas generally. Okay. <laughs> um, but like. You know, just not not so bad stuff. Like you know, we've all had a little Jello salad with some fruit cocktail in there. Like, not bad. I don't mind a little texture in my Jello, which just shouldn't be you.
0: Mayonnaise. You don't
1: mind a little texture in your Jello, yeah, as long
0: I, as it's not. I'm not going to lie. I do mind texture in my jello. I don't want that. I want I I want one or the other. And I'm not even one of those people it's like, oh the foods can't touch. But for some reason the texture of gelatin because and I, I think it. you know, I we had talked about it being such a clean, feminine whatever dessert, like yeah, I don't want any foreign bodies in it. No, I I want that's the I reason agree. for me for jello. Anyway, continue. I agree.
1: Where this cookbook really starts kicking in is um they have this page called clever tricks with jello and the fascinating part is that like these little tricks of the trade of -hmm. like different treatments for jello to give it different textures and different looks this is repeated all the way up through the 1990s cookbook and it's say more. What are these? Te- what are these so like, tried and true techniques? So they're like Jello flakes. You mold imitation Jello. You mold imitation raspberry Jello in a shallow pan. When firm, break into bits with a fork and serve in parfait glasses or plain orange Jello. And like later on, they so work- Jello shards. Jello shards. Right. Exactly. Okay. So it's like pre pre chewed Jello. Um, <laughs> And like, but, what, it, does but like, photo, it, like, says, it does like, this photo, like it does look really pretty in the glass. <laughs> then there's something called Jell O Fantasy where you mold Jell-O and chill into fir- until firm. And then you cut
0: Jell-O fantasy that sounds like a cut song from Xanadu.
1: Yeah, that's I'm surprised it wasn't in there actually. It's in the on the you side. You are
0: my Jell O Fantasy. Can't exactly. you see them Totally. Can't you see them roller skating around some I big related totally to that?
1: Okay, so but Jello, fan- what Jello fantasy actually is, is just Jello, and then you cut you cut like little slits in it with a knife, um, and then you pour heavy cream over the top, and you let it to like trickle down and oh. make a design in there. So and this uh-huh. is like all in a clear glass. I see. Okay. And Again you top with it cream. with shredded coconut for no reason. So then jello oh. cubes.
0: Oh. Well, still, they're still staying in the generally sweet
1: zones. Yeah. Well, exactly. But these are just techniques. So jello cubes and then jello whip, which is that you, I mean, you know this very well, but you, I sure chill, do. you chill the you're, jello. You're
0: mispronouncing it, Nama. It's whip.
1: Yes. Thank you. Jello whip. So you, this is where you dissolve you dissolve the Jello, any flavor, in hot water, and you chill it until it's cold and syrupy, and then you put it in a bowl of cracked ice and ice water, um, so that it cools on the outside, kind of like you're making ice cream. Really, I
0: see. Oh, okay. So you don't throw it in ice water. You don't. No, no, no. no. You just put it in a bowl bowl inside a bowl. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And then you, while it's chilling on the outside, you're whipping it until fluffy and thick with a rotary egg beater and and, like whipped cream. Yeah, And you're making it fluffy.
0: Um, So it's basically, they're using it as a flavor. It's not a consistency, is it? Exactly.
1: And then there's an entire thing where it talks about self-layering jello mold. So this is again to, you know, save time for the busy housewife. Right, um, they by give doing
0: you... fucking calculus and seeing which is going to be a floater and which is a sinker. Which is a that's floater it...
1: and which is a sinker. So they give you a list of fruits, but this is still at least mostly fruits. A okay. list of fruits. We're still staying in well. That there's lane, fruits, thank and God. then there's fruits, and then there's like marshmallow and nuts. But still, that belongs in dessert territory. That I'm belongs okay with in that. dessert territory. I don't really want nuts in my jello, but still, it's dessert. So they they give you a list of all of the things that float in Jello and all of is the things of these that sink in Jell-O. Is one of these recipes
0: called because they're so into the puns. Is one of these things called nuts for Jello? And it's just a shit ton of nuts inside Jello.
1: No, but I because sure I feel shit like Mary, Mary really missed an opportunity there. <laughs> sure as shit, wish it was. Um. So anyway, like a bunch of these recipes just follow on all of those techniques, and like none of the fruity things really sound that bad. Like I don't want to eat them. Mm-hmm. there's there's prune whip is in here um, and this time it's made with orange jello so that's even worse wait a second worse whoa
0: me. whoa whoa back that ass up did you just say there's a prune whip recipe yeah, yeah I'm
1: telling you prune whip is in every cookbook so I can go Jell-O back do you want to go back? This time I don't know. Made... I feel like maybe I feel... This time it's made <laughs> maybe with Maybe I'm getting the 20th jello. century woman
0: unchies, and I feel like I need to perfect my dish. Uh,
1: you don't want to perfect this. Listen, <laughs> okay. this one, this one is made with orange jello, which sounds worse to me. And then there's something called creamy fig pudding, which is essentially Ooh. the same as prune whip, except that it's made with stewed figs. And lemon hmm. jello and I don't know what a stewed fig is And I don't want to find out That sounds It's gross. a compote
0: <sighs> It's your territory It's did you go territory you, sit and you, you put it in a pot And let it sit for 17 hours And then it just becomes moosh Ugh. That's a stewed
1: fig So then there's a chapter uh, Gross So then there's a chapter on fruit salads Which I didn't think would be that bad I thought it would be basically the first The same thing as you know Just fruit jello with fruit in it Right I, I found it entertaining that they have a recipe In here called emergency fruit salad Like oh. if you're going to have Well like- when company's coming over I know but or, like jello or takes they a while it, to chill So how is this Or like- I like the idea that they
0: call it emergency fruit salad As if maybe your husband had a fucking heart attack From all the processed foods and you're like Well I need to whip something up for the EMTs God I would be a terrible hostess if I didn't Well what's gross So maybe about- she waited a couple of hours so her lemon jello could set And then called the
1: ambulance It's <laughs> funny so the emergency fruit salad is orange Jell-O, <laughs> orange jello, orange jello, orange sections free from the membrane and a banana, which like freeing an orange from its sections, like takes some time. Like this is not a fast thing. And no. then the gross but thing. I'm telling so you, you, she just, needed a head start. So all of that is in an, is in a jello mold. And then you serve it on crisp lettuce and garnish with mayonnaise, which is disgusting. Ugh. Like a lot of these are garnished with mayonnaise. The worst one of these fruit salads is a jellied Waldorf salad, which I, I oh. here's the thing. What I, is, explain a Waldorf salad. Waldorf salad is something that I think is incredibly delicious. It's probably one of the most retro things that I love. Greg's Aunt Diane makes this. Waldorf salad, and I've like demanded it every Thanksgiving. We host Thanksgiving, and everybody kind of brings a different thing every year. Like we make the basics, and then everybody brings sides. And right. Diane is the only person on our Thanksgiving invite list who has an assignment. Like every year, I'm like, if you show up here without that Waldorf salad, don't even you know you may as well just go home. Like I just, <laughs> I will turn you away, and I'll and give you a dead baby. Awesome with it. You what? know, you know how much I love. Thanksgiving food and stuffing. I and gravy. do. I know
0: you and I share such a passion for but stuffing.
1: Half of my plate is this Waldorf salad. For so, no, what's in it? So, Waldorf salad is apples and celery and walnuts. That's the basics. Okay. Um, just like salt and pepper and like covered in like a mayonnaise-based dressing. That's but it. Yes, and so Diane. That what sounds makes, not great. It sounds to me. not great until I tell you that Diane puts these plumped dried cherries in it. Okay. And I don't know what the fuck it is about this salad. I cannot stop eating it. I love it. And so this is...
0: Huh. It's mayonnaise magic is what it is. It's mayonnaise witchcraft.
1: It's mayonnaise magic. So this is lemon... This is all of that minus the dried cherries that make it everything. Right. Encased in lemon jello. (laughs) Which which sounds awful. Like, you've taken one of my favorite things and just wrecked it. Oh, wrecked man. it. Oh,
0: man. There's something about encasing things in lemon jello that makes me think of death. It's like a... Yeah. You know, it's like if somebody's making a tribute to someone and they put it in gla- under glass. Yeah. So it can be there and treasured forever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Real gross
0: do you think that's ever i mean i feel like you could even put somebody's ashes in fucking aspic and just keep it there you know in for eternity in memoriam
1: yeah yeah i'm surprised they didn't well maybe they did people would
0: have accidentally eaten it probably and would probably would not have told the difference probably not protein would have tasted the exact same way than any other jello salad they had experienced
1: Okay, so then we get into vegetable salads and entrees, and that's when it gets really bad. I want to save a lot of these recipes for the next cookbook because they're they're awful. Okay. But there's one in here that's like truly terrible, and I have firsthand experience of it. Ooh, because <laughs> you're a first I, responder here, please. Because with another friend, I like. We tried to make one of these once, and it okay. looked just like, is this really as bad as we think? And let me tell you, it is. So this is called a Creamy Pimento Ring, and it is a package of lemon jello with a little bit of extra vinegar and salt in there so that you cut the sweetness. There you go. That's the add the vinegar to cut it. And then, okay. listen, this next bit is is really bad. And then a half cup of milk. I know. <sighs> a te- A quarter teaspoon paprika. Te- oh, for flavor. For flavor. A teaspoon of grated onion, which they call scraped Ugh. onion.
0: Fucking, it's just, when it's grated onion, let's just, can I just say, when it's grated onion, it's just onion juice.
1: Yes, it's just onion juice. Okay. Um, A half a cup of mayonnaise. uh huh. A half a cup of grated American cheese, which, by the way, I don't oh. know how the fuck you're supposed to grate American cheese. I just chopped a bunch of slices. And this is back when what, you could buy... You used to be able to buy American cheese in blocks. Right, exactly. That's the government cheese. Right. But And then I believe that you had to, like, f- like freeze it to grate it. Like, it's real soft. Anyway, grated American cheese, half a cup of grated American cheese, and a third of a cup of chopped pimentos. So you just mix if all you, of
0: that together. I'm surprised that they were like, get a jar of olives and extract every one of those fucking pimentos. Or did they have pimentos on their own at that time?
1: They had pimentos on their own. No, you can still buy, like, a jar of pimentos.
0: Can- no, I'm aware that you can now. Can- I just no, no, meant- no.
1: Back then, there's recipes that call for a can of pimentos all the time. Oh, okay. All oh. the time. And there's red ones and green ones, apparently. This one doesn't specify. Oh. And wait,
0: then- I thought the idea of a pimento was that it was specifically red. What's a green pimento? What is a pimento?
1: Uh-oh. Pimento's Nama. a pepper. It's like a, little, it's like a little pepper, like a cherry pepper. But there's green ones, and then there's red ones. That's I can't it.
0: believe that I never looked inside myself and asked what exactly a pimento was.
1: I gotta tell you, I looked that up when I needed to make this creamy pimento ring. Huh. All right. Okay, so then, Learned like, this I actually takes a box. while to me- make. For, you make the jello, and then you mix yeah. all of the, like, milk and mayonnaise and all of that shit together. And then you have to wait for the jello to be slightly thickened so that you can oh like, this is one of the sinkers and floater recipes not a sinkers and floater recipe it's like to be able to get the right kind of whipped texture in there okay you like beat in okay. the mayonnaise mixture so that it's like a little fluffier you wait until the jello's thick and syrupy before you do that so it's like a little fluffier and then you so fu- it's not a full solid at this point when you at this point but then you ch- then you add the cheese and pimento and you put it in a ring mold and chill it until firm and God. then you have to garnish it with crisp watercress and serve with dressed cucumbers or chilled ripe tomatoes and let me oh. tell you something none of that shit helps
0: <laughs> it doesn't make it go down any easier no
1: it's it's What does dis- it taste like? That, it tastes like it American tastes like- cheese and feet. <laughs> it's horrible. It tastes like jelly mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline, get the pate. Exactly. Fuck. Could you put it on a
0: cracker? No.
1: No, you can't put it in your mouth. (laughs) It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Lena saw it and was like, "Ah, I'm not trying that. And I was like, You don't have to. Okay, oh, listen. good for you! <laughs> the rest of this chapter, as much as you would expect, there's a tuna mold, there's a salmon mold, there's a bunch of horseradish and olives and shit. Wait a second!
0: I can't believe that you're ripping right through a tuna well, mold. Well, because
1: we're gonna get to it in the next. All book. right, good. I can't we, wait. we got a lot to cover. Yes, we do. We've um, got a
0: lot of Jello ground to cover. There's
1: also some fascinating bit at the back that's like, here's how you mold the Jello. Here's how you get it out. Here's how you whip Jello. Here's how you make Jello cream. There's like more techniques in the back, and then there's this giant advertisement for, I guess, Jello made ice cream powder. Oh. And they had it in, and there's this, there's. This, I bet this was the precursor to the pudding. Uh, yeah, but they also have pudding rest. They also have pudding here. Wait, they do? They have an advertisement. Wait, did they have the pudding already? I guess they've got three advertisements at the back. I want you to know that I'm
0: doing everything I can to not invoke the Bill Cosby impersonation of I the know. pudding pudding. Don't, pudding don't pops. do it. I'm not Oh, no. please believe in our revolution for women, I will surely as fuck will not. But he that's how s- ingrained it is in Bill our Cosby you know, in Jell O culture.
1: Bill Cosby is now officially struck from Jell O Canon. God damn. God damn that God guy. So okay, damn. so there's this whole section in the back. There's a two-page advertisement that says Jack Benny shows Mary Livingston a couple of neat tricks, and the, there's a photo of the two of them, and she looks like nonplussed like
0: yeah she looks like she's being mansplained too i bet is what she looks like she's She's like her mansplain come to rescue you even though mary's the one who goddamn spends five and a half hours with her floaters and sinkers making sure the jello looks perfect for his fucking white ass
1: god damn it all right I'm sorry, that was my rage
0: moment of the hour.
1: So then there's like economical and delicious jello ice cream powder that comes in vanilla lemon maple. (gasps) Chocolate. Delicious. Maple ice cream sounds phenomenal. I know. Chocolate, imitation strawberry, and then unflavored. So I guess you could like put (laughs) it in whatever ice cream you wanted. And grass. I don't know. And then there's (laughs) then there's something called jello freezing mix for making ice cream i don't know what the difference is you probably make jello and put. it's probably jello that you oh put no no in no it's for, it's for syrups it's homemade it says easy deluxe homemade flavors real fruits and nuts right in these marvelous freezing syrups for gorgeous luxurious ice cream try jello freezing mix you'll be crazy about it there are six tempting flavors to choose from so these are syrups that you mix into your ice cream or pour on top of your ice cream and they oh, come it's, in. it's it's magic shell! It's magic shell. Okay, so then we get into Joys of Jello, which is from 1962, and it's at the end, there's a whole section on, like, here are all of the techniques for whipping and molding and flaking and cubing gelatin. Wow. And, like, here's how you tilt your cup so that you can do stripes, <sighs> and here's how you, like, oh. all of this shit. It's fascinating stuff. So...
0: That is fascinating.
1: Again, the real nightmares in this book start with the savory stuff, but there are some okay. other things that are just like
0: that are f- atrocities.
1: They're fucking overwrought, right? Like right. Well, that's that's the
0: entire history of jello, right? Yes. Is that it's this over the top presentation of something that should t- be a set it and forget it thing, but right. because as women we have such a giant collective guilt that we're not doing our part.
1: Right. It should you know, be or that easy. That we're not good enough mothers. It should be easy and then, you know, there's this like birthday surprise that's a gel je- like a jello mold that you've already put a bunch of stuff in and then the inside of the ring is filled with ice cream and then that's presented on a cake oh. plate and then the cake plate has these like whipped cream flowers all around it and then inside the whipped cream flowers are gumdrops and then what? you put yes, and then you've put birthday candles in the fucking gumdrops. Like-, <laughs> like it's fucking jello and ice cream. Chill the fuck out. <laughs>
0: birthday get your priorities in gear nama it's a fucking birthday cake it needs to have a certain amount of panache i mean i'd like to go back to this to the shrine of the shrine of jello i'm starting to think more and more that it might be a good idea for me to encase my ashes in jello Veto. I, well, <laughs> you know, I always do I get a kids, veto on this. I get
1: just... it, it your body, but is—is it your body when you are dead?
0: When I die, I would like to be cremated, and I want you to place my ashes in the as-is section of the IKEA because that's my favorite place to be, just watching over it all. Uh, but now I think I might do I a hard that. turn. No, yeah,
1: you can't do a hard turn to Jello.
0: Why? It's lemon Jello. Then everyone can see me in my glory. I
1: feel like you'll dissolve in there. <laughs> It's just so gross. I don't know. Maybe we have to cut this whole thing out because it's sort of a dark turn. I feel like if you encase yourself in jello, the Nazis win. That's it. All right, moving on. Okay, so the the real nightmare in here starts with the salads recipe, which like I don't understand how they differentiate between salads and all of the other things because there's all sorts of like there's all sorts of things that would that have the word salad in them. Is it, in it the lettuce? Previous chapter? Do you think it's lettuce? I don't know. You would hate this chapter because there's like a lot of cottage cheese in it, <sighs> but at least it's like jello cottage cheese and fruit, which is better than jello cottage cheese and sweet pickles but is it
0: which by the way is the same consistency as
1: cottage cheese but otherwise like you know except for that avocado thing that sounds terrible (laughs) um okay but the real nightmare comes in the salads chapter which they define as to serve with meals or as main dishes
0: all right perfect
1: a jello gelatin salad is a delicious refreshing compliment for every menu which is incorrect (sighs)
0: If you so serve there... it as a main dish, do you put grilled chicken on top of the jello?
1: Oh, no, you put the chicken right in there. But we're mm, gonna get perfect. to it. Mm, okay. Delish! Set it up, girl. Set it up. So believe me when I tell you that I am skipping some of the less atrocious recipes, like vegetable trio and tangy cabbage salads, for the true nightmares. God. Well, thank you for that. Okay. First is an apple tuna mold, Ugh. which is. Ugh. It's a variation of the apple cheese salad, which is already terrible. So, an apple cheese salad is lemon or lime jello. Assume that I'm. It putting doesn't salt matter water. which. No. Well, that's interesting that they don't care. All right, listen, I don't think. I think the only difference between lemon and lime jello is the color. Could you? If I'm being way, real, i will taste the same. If I'm being real. <laughs> uh. Lemon juice, a little bit of pepper, one and a half cups of cottage cheese, three quarter cups of diced, unpeeled tart apples, and a quarter cup of chopped pecans. So you put all of that together in a one quart mold. And then increase the diced apples to one cup and substitute one can of flaked, drained tuna and a half Mm. cup of chopped celery for the cheese and pecans. Mm. That's Mm. the apple tuna mold, which is... Mm. Okay, then they suggest all of these recipes that are molded homemade salads. Use fruit-flavored gelatin to keep your salads, such as potato and apple salads... God! Oh, God! Why Mm. fucking potato... Why Mm. do that to potato salad? It's so... (sighs) Potato and apple salads, coleslaw, and meat, fish, and poultry salads fresh and flavorful... Anytime oh. you make them in advance. So I found this fascinating because they're like, this way you can make them in advance and they won't get all gross. They're, they're preserved. Well, in there jello. you go.
0: Exactly. For all eternity.
1: So there's a recipe called fruited perfection. Is this the perfection salad or is this something different? No, this is something different. Perfection. Are you, sal- go, are you wait? No, per- hold on. Okay. So, fascinatingly, perfection salad doesn't show up in any of the Jello cookbooks labeled as perfection salad. That was a Knox gelatin thing. Oh, girl. Cur- yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: I find Knox Jello cookbooks, and I have a Knox gelatin cookbook as well. Uh huh. I find them less horrifying because at least it's unflavored Jello that you go right. into it with. So, like, right? Not it's the idea. Yeah. Not it's- as much of a nightmare.
0: It's a little more professional. It's a little more highbrow. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. So, fruited perfection starts with one can of condensed consomme. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. They don't tell you which kind of consomme. Not beef broth. Not beef broth. Listen, they don't even tell you that it's beef or chicken or what it is. Whatever. Oh. That's... (laughs) Then, one one three-ounce package of lemon, lime, or orange pineapple jello, some water, some vinegar... Uh-huh. some two tablespoons of sliced stuffed green olives
0: is a stuffed green olive that means with stuffed pimentos. with the pimento
1: okay exactly and mm-hmm. then you slice mm-hmm. it which is insane which is time-consuming as fuck but right. go on a can of pineapple tidbits again with these fucking pineapple tidbits i don't know what those are
0: <laughs> so now it's you've got a pineapple in a
1: can so now i don't we know can why know... we
0: have to go down this road again
1: we have we have fruit jello beef okay. broth of some sort or chicken yeah. broth of some sort, <laughs> olives, pimentos, and pineapple so far. Then we're going to add shredded <gasps> cabbage and chopped walnuts.
0: This sounds like the perfection salad. It sounds, This yes. actually sounds exactly like, okay, no, so No, the perfection
1: on. salad doesn't have pineapple in it. It has carrots and cabbage. No, but it, the cabbage part, I guess. Yeah, is no, there's I'm a, saying. there's a lot of cabbage in a lot of these recipes. Um, Why, for roughage? look i, make, I don't, have an, ex- I don't have an more? explanation for you on any of this any of this just i feel like, like i just need a roadmap or something like i'm going in blind jesus fuck there's like a lot of fucking there's a lot of weird shit in here okay there's
0: throw me a line look no, at i'm
1: gonna at... skip believe me that like i'm telling you so that's assume unless i tell you different that the recipe just calls for mixing all of this shit together and chilling it uh-huh you got it okay so there's cauliflower radish salad that speaks for itself. Um, there's vegetables and sour cream. Which is gross. gross. Um, why now? What's
0: the reason why we use so much mayonnaise in these things? Is it because that's how you're going to get the creamy consistent? <laughs> like Jesus, what? Like, is that how it's gonna you're gonna get the creamy consistency? And why why don't you use a milk product
1: instead? What about our relationship makes you think I'm gonna have an explanation for you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I feel no like there's some sort of fucking idea. mayonnaise mafia.
1: No, there's like plenty of milk which, by the and way, she- there's plenty of Genesee, milk
0: and cheese and shit in here ho- too. Hold on, this is a tie-in because that guy. Genesee, who bought it from May and Pearl. You know there's the Genesee crime syndicate and I wonder (laughs) if he was related in some way and if this isn't just a the whole Jell-O revolution is just a fucking crime front.
1: Listen, it's like the what's it called? The bananas and cornflake conspiracy. That's exactly right. Okay, so can I get back to it? Yeah. All right. Um, So then there's an old-fashioned coleslaw. Oh! Which is coleslaw... Which is not old-fashioned at all, I'm it's sure. coleslaw encased in orange pineapple gelatin.
0: Fuck! Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess the idea of all of this shit encased in unflavored gelatin is slightly, though not
1: much, not more much. appealing. Not much. <sighs> uh, okay. Right. Then there's something that I find fascinating called a barbecue salad. Which is a tang... Oh. but This is like... They have a bunch of salads that they that they say are, like, relishes, which is, is like, it's, as they've just decided to neaten up sauces, essentially. (laughs) So, like, this is a barbecue salad. You serve it in cubes and, like, put it on top of your salad greens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this may, you know, when we came out with the ketchup episode, it's I got a ridiculous. ton of emails. I got a ton of emails and like Facebook pings telling me that I guess someone had created ketchup sheets. Yes. Oh my this? God. I saw that. Right. That's disgusting. Right. And that's what this makes me think of is that they've basically if they've created a salad dressing sheet.
1: Oh my God. but It's a cube. So it's a, it's <laughs> orange or orange pineapple gelatin plus tomato canned tomato sauce vinegar. Salt and like they say a pepper and additional seasonings. You can add a so little, a little you, onion juice, Worcestershire uh, sauce, Tabasco sauce, or prepare or a little arsenic today. for your favorite husband. With the, now here's a
0: so this is basically all the condiments in a cube.
1: All the condiments in a cube. You basically you just made you made orange so could, pineapple barbecue sauce.
0: So I could put it on top of a hot dog, maybe, or a. You should put hamburger. it on top of
1: nothing. You should, Okay, so then they say possible barbecue salad additions. If you want to dress it up even more.
0: And this is within the sal- within the Jello, not within, like yeah, on the side. No. Okay.
1: So these are the things that you can mix in here if you want to, just to dress up your cube of dressing. Um, you can put in a quarter cup of mayonnaise, a cup of cottage cheese. Oh, thank God. A, thank God I have the option of yeah, putting
0: in cottage a cheese. A
1: three-ounce package of cream cheese some diced celery, some sliced stuffed olives, some raw or cooked vegetables, some cooked shrimp, a can of God, crab meat. Shrimp? A can Why of, did you have to do that? A can of did crab meat. Did you say meat. raw shrimp? No, cooked shrimp. Oh, I thought you said
0: raw or no. cooked shrimp. No, okay. no, no, no.
1: That was raw or cooked vegetables. Oh, okay. Diced cooked shrimp, a can of crab meat drained, and a can or a can of tuna drained. You can mix all of those things in there. So gross. Okay, we ready for chicken salad surprise?
0: No, I'm not ready, but why don't you just go ahead and Cube- plow me over with these fucking jello cubes of death?
1: Cubes of molded chicken salad adorn oh! a, a tossed green salad. <gasps> molded chicken? Mm. Could there be anything finer? Mm. Continue. One <laughs> package of lemon, orange, or orange pineapple gelatin. Again, I think the only real difference here is the color. Right. Uh, a teaspoon of garlic salt boiling water, grated onion, wine vinegar, a cup of either sour cream or mayo. Ooh. Your choice. Oh, thank you.
0: A quarter Well, that's nice that they give the option because, you know, mayo is lactose-free. That's true. So maybe a, thank you. A quarter you
1: cup that. A quarter cup of chopped pecans, 2 cups of diced cooked chicken or use one can of bone chicken drained and diced, a qu- half a cup of diced celery. So all of that goes into the jello molds and then you cut it into cubes after it's firm. And then you toss uh, four quarts of torn salad greens, which seems like a lot of that's like a, it's a gallon of salad. greens. I don't know. I'm not even going
0: to pretend to know, but it clearly is going to feed a lot of people.
1: Yeah. A third and of you've a, got cu- a big
0: Mormon family to feed.
1: It makes six entree servings. A third of a cup sliced ripe olives, a half a cup of drained canned pineapple tidbits, again with the fucking tidbits. Wow,
0: and, they're really doubling down on tidbit yeah, land. And
1: two medium tomatoes diced.
0: Is it bad that every time I imagine the tomatoes going into this, I imagine them as these weird greenhouse mealy gross tomatoes? No, that's a with, appropriate. That have no flavor. And are just shitty texture. That's, appropriate. That's pretty much what I, okay. um So you
1: t- you toss you toss all the, the salad agri- ingredients together with your salad dressing, which you know I assume is not gelatinized salad dressing. And then you put cubes of the chicken salad surprise on top of it. And you can also make this into shrimp salad surprise instead by using diced apples and a, one and a half cups of diced cooked shrimp instead of the chicken. So it's. What is this
0: for? What kind of occasion is this?
1: Dinner. Is
0: a, but it's not like at a barbecue setting,
1: right? No, it's like you're sitting down to eat this. It's fine dining. God. So then I got kind of excited because I thought this was going to be a normal recipe because it's called cool lime salad. And you're like, okay, Ooh, that does sound delicious. Lime. That's no, right. It's lime jello, cottage cheese, buttermilk, vinegar, horseradish, oh pepper paprika chopped onion chopped celery and thin radish slices all in a
0: mold oh my god it's like horror encased in lime jello yeah that's terrible
1: yeah
0: oh my god no,
1: it's not good. what
0: do you think it's weird that they call it a cool lime salad when there's so much sh- when there's so much horseradish in it yeah what about that is cool
1: nothing it's real gross then there's a series of recipes for mooses and it's chicken moose and then there's a variation for ham moose. Now a
0: moose a moose is basically a whip, is it not? Pretty much. But okay. now this it's, is gonna have It's just it, it's a more jelloized it's like a it's yeah. a whip this is that a, stays in this this its is place a, that knows this is its is area. A
1: contained moose. <laughs> contained whip. You don't want it to get too crazy in their nineteen sixties. And this says, what makes me crazy about this is a hearty, flavorful entree for hot summer or busy, meeting filled days. Oh, God! Can you imagine it wolfing down a fucking salmon loose and then going to a
0: meeting oh, with that crypt breath?
1: Oh my god, it's so gross. Uh,
0: I don't mind having this meeting, but I'd rather not sit next to Shelly. Yeah, I no
1: saw kidding. what she
0: had in that Tupperware container, and uh, I'm just going to sit on the opposite side of this table right here.
1: So this is lemon or orange pineapple jello, <laughs> dissolved with a little salt in in boiling chicken broth, then you add the cay- you add some cayenne pepper and two tablespoons of vinegar. You chill it until it's very thick. I'm so angry, lady. I just, I can't get over the
0: whole meeting thing. It's like, it has taken us fucking years to get into the room where it happens. And you want to blow it all on one goddamn salmon moose? That's
1: enough. It's enough. I think that you are misreading it. It's not your meeting. It's your husband's meetings. Your husband has had a busy meeting-filled day, so this is what you're going to serve him. Oh. No, it's worse. Really?
0: It's worse. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, I just can't imagine. Well, maybe coming that home. makes
0: that actually makes me feel better. Like sabotage in some way. Like I'm gonna get him slowly, slowly through the moose, and just put a little bit. As I said before, put a little bit of arsenic every time. Just a little bit. Just enough. It's like carbon monoxide. It's like the salmon moose is the slow killer.
1: Thank God you were born now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen. Okay, so you dissolve your fruity jello in chicken broth. You've added a little kick of cayenne pepper and some vinegar. You're chilling it until it's very thick and like syrupy. Then you whip some cream and fold in fold the cream, the whipped cream and the mayonnaise into the gelatin uh, and a oh my God. cup of mayonnaise into the gelatin. Now watch
0: me whip, whip. Now watch me mayonnaise. Exactly. Um <laughs> I'm on a roll, All right, and then right, you
1: and on. then you fold in a cup of diced cooked chicken, a cup of finely chopped celery, and a tablespoon of chopped piment- pimento. Because why wouldn't you put pimento in everything? And the picture here is for a more decorative salad. Pour a quarter cup of gelatin into a one quart <laughs> ring mold before oh. adding the cream and mayonnaise. Ooh, it's like a Jello hat. And then copper. you arrange additional pimentos in that gelatin and chill until right. set but not firm. And then you put the chicken mousse over that so it has like a little cap. It has a fascinator. Yes. Exactly. A and then you fi- and then you put that in a ring mold and then you fill the center of the ring with potato salad. Gah! So there's a ham version, a tuna version and a salmon version of that. And then Oh god, the mousse trio. There's a ham salad deluxe. The three musketeers. There's a ham salad deluxe <laughs> which is just Cooked ham, celery, and sweet pickle and grated onion encased in orange jello.
0: Well, that sounds more horrifying than why. any of the rest. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's Ring Around a Tuna, which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> it's um, a beautiful jewel like entree salad for your luncheon or buffet table. It's lime or lemon jello with. Grated onion, cucumber, celery, and pimento, and olives mixed in. So you mix in all of those things plus a can of tuna, drained and flaked. You mold it in a ring mold, and then you put curly endive and radish roses around (laughs) it because God knows you need to add some work back in. (laughs) This one's going to make you real mad. It's a party potato salad. Leave the potato salad alone! Well, the worst part about this is that Okay, this is a novel way to make potato salad more delicious and decorative. I don't
0: need it's already more delicious. I know. It's already I delicious salad. as it is. I love Wait potato a second. salad. What makes
1: it a party? Potato salad. Uh, no, what is
0: <laughs> Jello.
1: So it's, le- it's, it's your favorite recipe of three and a half cups of your favorite recipe of well seasoned <laughs> potato salad
0: oh that's nice that they let you personalize it
1: plus green pepper rings pimento strips and some finely diced cucumber salted and drained all encased in lemon or orange pineapple jello with a little bit of vinegar
0: you put all of it including the potato salad in the lemon jello
1: yeah or you just all that in there Then there's something called a tomato surprise, which is a way of dressing up a can of flavorful stewed tomatoes. And my big problem. This is tomato aspic. It's tomato aspic. Isn't that a thing? Yes. But the problem here is that it's made with strawberry (laughs) jello. Of course it is. I have have a big problem with that. (laughs) So, okay. Then there's. Just
0: to keep with the color. Yeah, it's got to so. be. Like, there's no other reason why. I mean, I think I would almost prefer lemon also, or lime, like, some kind they of acidic.
1: They mold it in the can. So oh! It, like, comes out. It's like cranberry. It's like uh, cranberry sauce. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. And then there's a molded. It's sh- easier to
0: cut that way with the ridges as a guide.
1: Look it. You shouldn't <laughs> be eating it at all.
0: So then there's a molded chef salad. Oh, wait. That sounds horrific. I mean, it's exactly, before we get to. It's exactly what I think it is. But before we get to that, I have a question for you, O-Chef. Oh, Am I
1: going to have an answer for this?
0: I don't know. I I don't know. Is there anything? Is there any chemical or any food that breaks down Jello? Yeah,
1: like, like, you, like can't you can't put pineapple. Wait, no. There's something about like the enzymes in pineapple that mess with it. You can't use fresh pineapple. You can't use fresh kiwi. Oh, um, those all have to be canned to use them in Jello. Okay, the Jello won't, See? the gelatin won't set. Moving on. Okay, so uh, a molded chef salad is a can of tuna, a small tomato. Wait,
0: there's no tuna in chef salad. I know. As we all know, a chef salad, a proper chef salad,
1: is those strips of of turkey. Ham and turkey. Not? Yeah, ham and turkey. Ham That's and I turkey,
0: either in a mm. pinwheel roll or in a strip. Listen,
1: yeah. Here's the thing. Okay. You combine tuna with a small diced and drained tomato, 2 tablespoons of sliced ripe olives, 2 tablespoons of green pepper strips, 2 tablespoons of red, on- red onion strips, <laughs> and 2 tablespoons of Italian Italian salad dressing. Okay. So you mix all of that. Mm-hmm. And then you dissolve some lemon or lime jello and salt in boiling water, and then add cold water and vinegar. And you pour the jello into a five cup ring mold and add the tuna mixture and some hard cooked egg diced. And then you top it with lettuce and add the remaining jello. So you've encased even the lettuce. And then you serve this with a creamy anchovy dressing. Ew! Yeah, which is a half Excuse cup. Excuse me? A half cup. Wait, that's a Caesar situation, yeah. ma'am. A half cup mayonnaise, two tablespoons creamer milk, and two finely chopped anchovy fillets. That's the dressing.
0: Yeah. You've taken my breath away, Nama. Um,
1: that, one's, <laughs> that one's really <laughs> very <laughs> disgusting. That is such a complex tower of
0: grossness. I gotta tell you, there's
1: so many recipes why? in here. There's God, so why would you make it extra
0: I'm... fucking fishy? With... God. Ugh.
1: Look at it. Mm. There's I got nothing for you. There's so many recipes in here that are so gross that I'm just skipping. There's another... Why? Because you don't want PTSD? Well, because there's... Like, we're already on page 70. Like, there's so many. That's the salads recipe, and that was really, like, the horrible things. Then there's a Danish fruit soup. (laughs) Oh, God! Which is legit just dissolved jello... Jello dissolved in boiling water, and then... Frozen raspberries, and some lemon juice, and then you, and then you chill that for thirty to forty minutes, and then you season some sour cream with a little bit of nutmeg, and you serve it on top of the soup. So your face, it's, busy- it's just, borscht. It's, it's just borscht. chilled, but not set, still liquid jello. Oh, the
0: interesting fact, Nama. Yeah. I have found when I was doing my research. Is that it? I don't know if people still do it, but there was a time and a place when people would give their children still liquidy jello. That's disgusting. To help with constipation. I'm not really sure also if it was an old wives' tale or if it was the truth, Ruth, but Christ. there you are.
1: So, anyway. Continental cheese mold.
0: Well, thank God! Now we're moving European! Continental an, cheese mold. An
1: elegant cheese mixture to serve with crackers or fresh vegetables. <laughs> Which is no elegant cheese mixture starts with le- jello, lemon, or lime gelatin. <laughs> so it's lime or lemon jello mixed with sour cream, cottage cheese, four, uh, like a lot, a lot of cottage cheese. Two and a half cups of creamed cottage cheese.
0: Oh my God, that's a whole packet. Yeah.
1: Four ounces of Roquefort or blue cheese crumbled. Salt, Worcestershire sauce, lemon juice, and chives. You chill that until firm, and then you serve as an appetizer with assorted crackers. Like, you're supposed to break a bit off of that and spread it. I don't know how it spreads. This is a
0: cheese crime of momentous awful. proportions. Then
1: there's a blue cheese
0: deluxe mold. Oh! Which is that plus, like, a ring of blue cheese?
1: Yeah. Or so what this is one it? is, you can only use lemon jello. And then oh. it gets what, dry white wine, sour cream. Ooh la la! This is after hours jello. Yeah. Sour <laughs> cream, crumbled blue cheese and 2 cups of finely diced unpeeled red apples. I want to make that. Gross. I think I would like to make that. All right.
0: I fucking love a cheese ball.
1: Uh-huh. Listen, in a second the one recipe that I want to talk to you about from the 1992 cookbook, we I have an yeah. answer for you for that one. Okay. Um <laughs> Okay, and then they have something called herb glazed sandwiches, and they say, your luncheon or tea sandwiches stay fresh and flavorful under a glaze.
0: Of course they do. So
1: it's, it's. (laughs) Lemon jello with dried dill, bay leaf, peppercorns, cayenne pepper, salt, and some vinegar. And you And then you strain it. And then so you you simmer it for about you simmer all of that for ten minutes and you chill it until it's very syrupy. And then you take whatever sandwiches that you're serving at your like luncheon or tea on a rack and you pour about a quarter cup of the gelatin over each one. And then you chill them until the glaze is firm. And the suggestions are pumpernickel bread. Spread with mustard and topped with Swiss cheese, sauerkraut, and corned beef. Gross. Um, Whole wheat bread topped with sliced hard-cooked egg and cooked clean shrimp. Buttered rye bread spread lightly with prepared horseradish and topped with sliced roast beef and tomato covered in lemon jello. That sounds delicious. Yeah, until you're covering it with lemon jello. Right, until you put the mask of jello upon it. Buttered white bread topped with tuna salad and sliced cheese. Buttered, salty rye bread sprinkled with liver pate Ooh. and chopped hard-cooked egg, which again, yum. Except Sounds lemon delicious. jello, then <laughs> covered right with lemon on jello. Top. So is it just brushed on? Gross. Uh, it's just no, brushed it's on. just drip like just poured. A over. A drizzle. No, it's Wait. poured over. So you like you've So then everything becomes soggy? Everything No, everything's encased in jello and then you put it in the fridge and it chills up. Oh! So it's glazed. It's like that glaze on top of a fruit tart. Oh my god, that sounds so horrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful.
0: So you got to work for your meal. You got to chip away at it. It's really It's like you're an It's like you're a food archaeologist. It's really they serve very it to terrible. you. It's an
1: activity. It's really very (laughs) terrible. Okay, so we've been talking about Jell-O for a really long time. And, like, the 1992 cookbook gets rid of all of the savory preparations, really. Oh! But they still... Well, that's nice that they've updated it. Yeah, so they finally figured out, like, people aren't doing this. But they still have a bunch of things in here that are, like, just unnecessary. Um, Okay. So, like, they have something called a fruity cheese spread, which... Look here it comes! It looks like a cheese ball. Oh, oh! But it is softened cream cheese mixed okay. with any flavor of Jello. <laughs> That's it. You just beat that together. Wait, what? You just beat two packages of cream cheese with one package of any flavor of Jello, and then you form it into a ball or a round. And you press pecans outside the edges and serve with fruit right, cookies you cover and crackers. It with nuts. Like, that sounds disgusting. It sounds. It's. Yeah. I. And then there's. This isn't the good enough. Food. You just put the powdered jello, just any jello.
0: Yeah, just any jello. I'm looking up jello flavors right now strawberry, cherry. <laughs> this is back to basics. This is exactly what May wanted. Exactly. Yeah, you just
1: you, you just flavor you anything, just cough with, it anything up. with cough syrup. Anything with cough syrup tastes good. So the hilarious part to me is that this is in a chapter called "Good Enough for Guests," where they just they like push Jello to its logical extreme, and you're like, you've made this incredibly overwrought dessert, but it's fucking Jello. There's like a lemon berry tureen. There's an <laughs> apricot pear tart. You're making like graham cracker crusts and shit, and like. It's jello you're putting jello in there <sighs> Then they and I'm gonna post this picture the one that I sent you there's this they have this one recipe for like jello jigglers which fine Jell- right. jello jigglers are great but like the, and they have a creamy version where you just like mix a little uh, cool whip Cream. into it so it they're okay opaque. that makes sense so they're opaque. Mm-hmm. that's fine but I cannot figure I'm gonna post this just to take a poll like <laughs> I can't figure out what shape these jello jigglers are in. I said you record, a picture. They look like I fallopian said that they lo- tubes. I think they look like IUDs. I mean IUDs are shaped similarly like, to fa- fallopian tubes. Well there you are. So I can't, like I can't I can't figure and I can't figure out what they're supposed to be I can't figure out what these are supposed to be well, it's okay very interesting and here. the last thing that I want to talk about they have a whole chapter of like for fun for children which is all fine except that they have one recipe called fruity dip which is <laughs> by the way you're again, a fruity dip. you're a fruity dip now fruity dip is that exact same cheese ball but yes. thinned out with some milk. Yes. Of course it's just <laughs> like you guys. We were just there. Like we saw that other recipe. Oh, we know where you've been, Fruity Dip! Okay. And then there's a chapter called Delicious Drinks. And the thing oh, I wanna, good. The thing I want to know. Wait, is here, one of them is one of the recipes a jello shot? I'm just stops stop scooping me. <laughs> okay. So wait, wait, wait. So The thing that I like about this chapter in general is that, like, this was clearly in 1992, like, the beginning of the, like, Mothers Against Drunk Driving era, when we, like, really started in the 80s and 90s to legislate against drunk driving, because there's a little section here that says, several of the recipes in this chapter call for alcohol as an ingredient. We urge you to use them responsibly. Remember, drinking and driving don't mix. And then,
0: so this is we're in the post Nancy Reagan era. Post
1: Nancy Reagan, so this is yeah we're just entering we, after, Clinton. After Nancy
0: Reagan took her lemon jelloy shroud and exactly. covered us all, exactly. Mm-mm.
1: Okay, so first up is lime party punch, ideal for St Patrick's Day, which is okay. Lime jello, lemon jello, boiling water, club soda, or oh. Or lemon lime carbonated beverage, then white wine. Whoa! Yeah, so it's a spritzer. So it's you, a yeah, Jello spritzer. You've made a Jello spritzer, and you serve it like you. And they have it in this martini glass. It's this lurid green with like a lime and a lemon wedge, like or oh or wheel, like over the side of the martini glass. As a, it's just so funny. There's an there's an eggnog recipe that uses uh, that uses Jello pudding. Listen, (laughs) no shade
0: to the Jello company, but there is something that is just powder flavor, and it's called Kool Aid. Like why? Like why (laughs) do you? Well, this isn't.
1: This is um pie filling or pudding. In there, Uh, yeah. But I mean, before with the spritzer. No, I know. And then okay, so then there's this is infuriating. They do come up on gelatin shots. Which, like, I don't know why they're calling it gelatin shots when they are a jello <laughs> right. cookbook. Like, you can they call it a jello. jello they You
0: can call it. Yeah. Ah! Oh, here's my time. It is my time has come. Okay. Did you know? You know who invented the, the jello shot? Who? A frat Tom, boy. Tom? No. Thomas Edison. Tom Lehrer. No! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Tom Lehrer. Really? American singer songwriter Tom Lehrer invented the jello shot in the 1950s to circumvent restrictions on alcoholic beverages when he was on base.
1: Oh my God. When
0: he was stationed in the army. This is true. Oh I God. checked Snopes and everything. That's so funny. It's the
1: real deal. So listen, they have a recipe for jello shots, but what makes me crazy is that they have a recipe for non alcoholic jello shots, which, like, the, which is just it's the jello Jello the recipe what the fuck I don't is a, a this? non-alcoholic jello shot
0: it's, it's just a cube jello. of jello, it's just what jello the hell? In little cup like, that's like, a bait and switch jello what the fuck are you doing but, Like
1: you put that recipe on the fucking
0: box already like I don't need it <laughs> That's a jiggler That's precisely what a jiggler is Jiggler,
1: God J- assholes. <laughs>
0: And by the way
1: yeah
0: that's gonna be my Nazi name jiggler Cloud jiggler Jiggler.
1: (laughs) all right then lastly the thing the only other thing that's infuriating in here is a recipe for glug you know the like no it's like a scandinavian like red wine brandy hot like
0: is it a hot wine it's like Like a a mulled wine it's like
1: a mulled Mulled wine, wine but with like a lot of extra alcohol in it it's like really can i find it at the ikea Probably not. It's really okay. potent stuff. Oh, okay. Um, And it's it's good. Like, back when I used to be able to drink red wine, like, it's really good. It's red wine and a bunch of brown liquor, spiced up and Oh, hot, God. Spiced up and hot. Oh, and, like, wow. That sounds delicious. Like, red wine and port and, like, brandy, and it's delicious. All mixed up in an Ikea
0: trash can, probably. That sounds amazing. Yeah,
1: so they have right. their
0: version, which is
1: infuriatingly... Any flavor, Which has no alcohol. In it at any, all, no it was- alcohol. Any flavor <laughs> of Jello dissolved in boiling water and like boiled with a cinnamon stick, three whole, three whole cloves, and three orange slices. So it's, mul- it's, it's Jell-o. mulled It's mold Jello. It's mold Jello. It's mulled Jello. <laughs> <laughs> <That> just sounds. <laughs> that sounds so bad.
0: Oh god. That, I feel like. Don't you think the Jonestown people? Would have felt so much better if they were getting a glass of
1: that. Wait, have I told you my Jonestown joke? Oh, no, but please bring it on. Why Why don't they tell jokes about Jonestown?
0: Well, I mean, we do, but
1: I don't know. Why don't they? Because the punchline is too long.
0: <laughs> That's so bad. I love it. That's a good one. You know about my rage about that. Like, these people are fucking going to their death. The least... And it's Flavor-Aid, number one. (laughs) And number two, they didn't even bother to sweeten it. Did you know know. that? I know. Because the same thing with Kool-Aid, where you add the sugar and everything. The fuck you say? They were in a hurry. Listen, I know they were in a hurry, but what I am telling you... I know. ...is that at least they could have fucking put some sugar in that shit. I know. Anyway. All right. I'm done with... What are we making? What are we
1: making? I feel like... If I was still in my revenge mode, you are. You need to be because no, I think I gave you. I doubled up. No, I feel like if I if I were in my revenge mode, I would be giving you this party potato salad
0: because you, you know about my sanctity, the sanctity <laughs> yeah, of potato salad, I, and how fucking angry. But it I makes share. Me,
1: right? I share the sanctity of potato salad. You do, and I so you, can't bring myself to acknowledge that that's a real thing. But you wanted right. to make you wanted to make that cheese thing. I did want to make the cheese the thing. The blue cheese deluxe. <laughs> blue cheese deluxe. So
0: I think that's what I'm going to make. And I'm just going to take a box of lactate and, and settle the score with my intestines later. But I think that's a great idea. I want to make that.
1: Uh, can I admit, I, want I feel you like somebody yeah. needs to make a tuna thing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. All right. And I feel... Uh, you t- now, don't Listen you feel you you sound so despondent i'll do it i will make that tuna thing no you don't or have a, the tuna how are you doing you don't, double don't have a fucking tunas. kitchen i don't but i do rely on the kindness of friends and strangers in this instance
1: none of it's easy nama Ugh. this is gonna be so bad there's so well, many what a, horrible things to choose from Here's, uh, here's I mean, the ham salad gonna, Here's the
0: other thing. If anyone's going to do the avocado thing, it's you. Because I'm on the East Coast, and avocados basically cost as much as blood diamonds. I so I'm not doing my, that. I you can't could bring do myself
1: to waste an avocado. I feel like I need to make this molded chef salad. Oh, God. I'm, so you want me to do a tuna, and you do the molded chef salad. No, the molded, the molded, molded chef, chef salad. salad is tuna. Remember? It's like tuna oh, to me. Oh, that's ma- right. But... N- Do you want me to do that? No, this requires, like, this
0: requires a legit I'm having survivor's guilt right now. Did you say it requires a chef to make? No, it requires a kitchen. I can do it. I can use my friend's kitchen. No. Whatever we make, we are also accompanying it at the end with jello shots.
1: Yes, that's fair. Okay. So I'm going to make the cheese, blue blue cheese cheese deluxe deluxe mold perfect
0: and you're on chef salad duty
1: and I'm on chef salad duty and we're gonna have
0: this is very exciting god I love you so much I'm so glad that we did this and you're my sister in gelatin but I'm so glad that I love this podcast I
1: love this podcast too it's been so fun and everyone like everyone who's listened we so appreciate that you've been listening to us for all (laughs) Low these many horror show episodes.
0: We fucking shout out to the gaggle. I love you, gaggle.
1: Uh, but listen, all of you guys, we need you to go to our Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash gagreflects. And uh, we have an Instagram, but I haven't kept it up because I don't know how that shit works. And It's fine. Um, we'll do that. That's next season. And, We're upping our game. Or email us at gagreflectspod.com. At gmail.com because uh, I don't know about Jesse, but I I require like near constant validation. So (laughs) we really need to hear. Am I not enough for you, Nama? Am I not enough? I mean, you're great, but like you're in this too. So you're, but like when you text me and and, are like, I'm listening to it right now. Oh my God, we're so funny. Like, you know, (laughs) that's what I think, but I don't know. So like, I just. You guys, you need to write to us. Tell us if we missed something. Tell us if you have like an old cookbook in your closet that we need to know about Feel we it. also
0: want to hear about your nightmare recipes. If there's something from your childhood yeah. that you were forced to eat and you can't get over it, we want that recipe. We want to hear about it. We'd love to bring you on, maybe we can have a call-in episode. Yeah,
1: tell us all about your grandma's recipes. Did she have a stewed prune she made you eat? We want to hear all of this stuff, like all your grandma mom's kitchen stuff. We want to hear about it. People in the Midwest, we want to hear about your hot dishes. I We do. We'll... I
0: know that I know each and every one of you. Has your own fish stick Parmesan story of some sort to tell.
1: Probably. So I know it's there. Probably. Um, Hey, can we do shout outs? Yeah, can we? Yeah. Huge shout out to Amy Jo Phillips. Oh, thank you, Amy Jo Phillips, for our beautiful new logo. Thank you to Dave Gorgeous
0: Greenberg. logo. Thank
1: you to Dave Greenberg for our amazing intro and outro music. We love it. Dave! And it, you made my dreams come true. You made my
0: musical dreams come true. And you made and my dreams
1: you. come true when you when you helped me stop Jesse from singing our <laughs> intro every time. So really appreciate it. But guys, so we're we're not going to stop. We need like a week break to get it together, but we have decided that our next season is going to be we are going to do A season called Let's Dish, which is going to be all about these cookbooks that focus on like one particular kind of food, like souffles and quiches and fondues and casseroles. Um, So we're really excited about that. And it's going to be there's going to be some real nightmares in there, as there always are. So we want to hear from you. Feel free to post photos of your gross cookbooks in our oh my Facebook god we page. want to hear about them <clears throat> we want to hear all about them follow us right we to want us. to know we're not alone we want to know we're not alone <laughs> misery loves company uh and tuna next week where we will be eating these horrifying jello
0: wait you said it wrong oh tuna
1: in next oh, week gross jesse <laughs> don't make me eat a jello mold and swallow a pun <laughs> Love you mean it. Bye, guys. Bye,
0: guys. What's that smell? Oh, well, they ditched the dinners from hell.
1: hell. Yeah. Come What's that smell? Yeah. Come oh, well, they
0: ditched dinners well, from hell. hell.